What's up, family? Today is August the 30th, 2023. This is episode number 291 on Renell's Food for Thought Pod Radio Cast, brought to you by Renell's Real Talk Media Network. Brothers and sisters, I've always believed in being a person who tells the truth, try to do what's right, try to help others. I wanted to give you my tragedy and how I'm dealing with it. When my wife passed away in February, early February of this year, 2023, it's been a very difficult time for me and the family, more so me. Dealing with day to day and not having her around, not hearing her voice, not getting a text message, not getting her smiling face, not getting her kisses and calling me babe. It's a situation where it is such a change being in a house by your lonesome. Dealing with a whole lot of stuff in the beginning of her passing, it made it somewhat difficult to really grieve because there was so much going on. You know, there's so much this, so much that, paperwork this, paperwork that. So, you know, you're dealing with all this other madness and you're trying to, one, you're trying to figure it out. And me, I'm just trying to, I'm still trying to figure it out and it's been almost seven months. When you're dealing with this type of stuff, it's something that it requires time. You know, you hear about it all the time, but until it happens to you, you really see it requires time and Sometimes uh, real time. Uh, when I first, when it first happened, I took off 40 days. I was off 40 days. You know, your job gives you a little bereavement, but it's like, you know what? Y'all can go through that 40 days. Now, y'all can keep, keep that week. So I took off, like I say, 40 days. Another, what, 35 work days. So taking the time off, it it gives you time to pretty much reflect. But with so much that needed to be done, I didn't really have that time. And then when I went back to work in March, I was still dealing with it kind of heavy. So I try to go through, you know, I figure work, going back to work would help instead of just being around the house and seeing everything about her in the house to remind me that my beautiful wife is not coming back. So dealing with that, I've had, I've, I had some emotional breakdowns at work. I had two of them emotional, you know, just flat out, just thinking. And the next thing you know, bam, 
the tears is coming. And, you know, I work and deal with a lot of people. So people were coming. They didn't quite understand. But then again, the ones they did, a lot a lot of them did know. And then there was some who didn't know because when I'm gone, when I was gone for those days, they were informed, especially the, the, the people that I'm close to, really close to. And the funny thing about that is the site manager, the person who ran the company, he had passed away two weeks earlier in January of 2023. So a guy that I've known for five years had passed away suddenly. It was a tragic passing for him. And then two weeks later, my wife ended up uh, passing uh, passing away. So w- when you look at all of this stuff, it, it, it can really affect you in a lot of ways that you don't really realize until you start to you know, be able to see and understand what's going around. And then my brother ended up getting sick. So I'm taking all of this stuff and I'm handling it. But when I took off from work in May, after my doctorate took me off, and then I I, I put in for another leave. But, you know, you can only put in for one leave from a job and then the other leave has to come from the state. So I filed all this paperwork for the state. And then it got to the point where my medical carrier, they, they don't, uh, they don't do it that particular way. They don't just sign paperwork just to sign it, just to say you taken off. So I had to go through a whole bunch of other stuff. And then I end up just not really going back. I was informed that I would have to reapply for my position. And then once they told me that, then I really looked at it as I am not really going to put myself in that situation. I am not technically fit to want to go through all this drama. So I haven't been back to work since the last day was May the 12th. That's the last day I worked. Uh, How soon will I go back to work? I don't know. I really don't know because day to day, just dealing. Some days I get up and I'm energetic to go and do something. And then I'm not. If I have to absolutely go someplace, then I go. If I don't absolutely have to go someplace, even though I got things to do, I won't go unless there's an absolute involved. But being at home, it helps. And then again, it does. It don't help as much because I'm constantly dealing with the fact that I know she's not coming back. And basically our house was pretty much all her. I haven't made too many changes. Matter of fact, I haven't made no changes. Her stuff is still in its place, in her closets, and I'm dealing with, I'm not rushing to just pull her stuff out of her closet and just, I'm ready to get on with my life, but I'm not ready to 
get on with my life, if that makes any sense. But I am doing the best. I am taking itty bitty steps to move forward to the person who I was and the person that she would want me to be. But it's just been a difficult time. And I know the holiday weekend was coming up and I didn't really want to drop a podcast, not unless there was something that was absolutely necessary. And there's a lot of things I have to say throughout this particular season. But I wanted to drop this early because more than likely I won't be dropping next week. So I wanted to drop this early and get it out the way because of all the stuff that I've been going through. When people talk about depression, people have to understand it's a real deal. It's, it's not about how strong you are. Because you could be the strongest man in the world, physically and mental. And I believe I'm a strong person, mental. But a tragedy like that can really take you down a notch or two. And it's taken me down a notch or two. It hasn't taken me all the way out. Because see, brothers and sisters, when you're dealing with, When you really love someone or you see how people, when they love their pets and their pets leave them after being around so many years, it's a heartfelt issue for the family. When you lose your spouse and you love your spouse, you're in a good place with your spouse and she is no longer there. She's no longer there to meet you, greet you at the door. She's no longer there to give you, hey, babe, you hungry? Dinner's uh, cooking, be ready in a little bit. Texting throughout the day. She was extremely happy. She had retired in September of 2022. And then after almost six months of being retired, then all of a sudden this tragedy happened. It took me a while to get away, get around to, to really doing this. I, I never even thought about doing it, but then something came to me and says, you should do it. Because I, I've been blogging on my webpage, RenellsRealTalk.com. At first I wasn't blogging as much, but after her passing, I unblogged 182 days straight. And received a lot of support from my blogging family. I have a social media family, but I also have a blogging family. Now, my blogging family, they're around the world. They're all around the world. I have about 60 followers. But reading their posts, their different blogs, it, 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 it helps because... They're different from social media. A lot of times social media is uh, there to criticize. I'm not talking about me personally. I'm just saying. But a lot of times social media is about criticizing. These people, you could tell there's some issues in their lives and they understand and you could tell in their writings. Because I follow a lot of people as well. So the ones that I follow and the ones that follow me, we are one big blogging family more compassion seem like there's more compassion 
that comes from that side, maybe because the, the, the rest of the world is a little different. Because like I said, a lot of my followers and a lot of people I follow are in other countries. They're not in America. They're in other countries. You, they're in Australia, Africa, China. They're all over. Australia. They're, 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 there's people all of, sometimes it's good to be able to communicate with people all over the world. You know, you get different types of opinions. You get different types of sympathy. Not to say I'm looking for sympathy, but people who first hear about my story understand and they sympathize with me and, and, and give their respect. And these are people, a lot of them, I, 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 more than likely, I've never seen before. But communication has always been key. There is a friend of mine. She lives in Singapore. And no, she's a real person. She's not a social media person. She's not on social media. And we would go back and forth. And she helped me. Thanks. Uh, shout out to Jessica in Singapore. She, we would do live chats. See, the best thing sometimes is a live chat, not some just a text because you don't know who's texting. But these were live chats. Even though her English was very little, we could still communicate and understand each other. So shout out to Jessica in Singapore. I have a good friend, Mr. Glenn Davis, who runs Davis Security. Now, this is a brother I've been knowing ever since uh, high school. Now, we're not uh, in communication on a daily basis, but we see each other's posts on social media. But a brother I deeply admire. More like a brother. I don't have to go back and forth. And, you know, when you have good people or you know good people, you don't have to go every single day. To see these people. It's when you see these people, it's always a pleasure to see. And that's my brother. Now, keeping a circle, not a very big circle, but quality in that circle. I have a friend who passed away in 2011, 2011, 2012. I think it was, I think it was, I think it was 11. And this is a brother. I call him a brother. He don't look like me. No, he's not black. He's not Hispanic. He's a guy who is a family guy. And we met back in 2000, what was it? I think it was 2008 when he was out here. He moved back to the East Coast. He moved back to the East Coast because he pretty much was a strong, he was pretty strong in me going through my first divorce. And helped me, you know, deal with that. And he passed away. And to show you the type of person that he was, when he passed away, he told his son. I've said this before. He told his son. If he ever needs you, you go. And we talking about 12 you can say uh, uh, pretty much 12, 11, 12 years, say that. More so uh, probably uh, 12 years since he's been gone. But 
passing on those words to his own son. If he ever needs you, you go. If he ever needs your help, you help. And for these last 11 to 12 years, we don't speak on a daily basis. We don't have to speak on a daily basis. But the fact that he's there is a great, it's, 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 it's great to have somebody who basically, you know, he don't have to come. His father's friendship was, was good enough, but he passed that on to his son to care about his brother on the West Coast if something was to, uh, you know, if I ever needed his help. They, you know, very uh, generous. And, uh, and I appreciate the fact when my wife passed away. But, you know, keeping people that are good people makes you want to get through your situation that you're going through. It's like you, 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 you're fighting something. You don't know what, but you're fighting something that's within you that you're battling against when it comes to depression. Depression is a real deal. People can label it whatever the hell they want to label it and label how they get through with it. How I'm getting through with it is minute by minute, day by day, second by second. It's no rush into this. That's why there's no rush in getting back to work to deal with. Because sometimes you may feel the emotion is there to get back. But once you get back, then you understood. Because when I went back, I, I, I thought I was ready to go back, but I really wasn't ready to go back in, in March. And the reason why sometimes you're able to, I'm able, I'll say me, I'm able to do what I do I don't have to worry about a check. What is it? Uh, uh, what is it? Live uh, check to check. That's why I tell people all the time: handle your money. Handle your money. Handle your money. Handle your money. Because you never know when a tragedy may happen. And I'm dealing with two situations. Well, actually, I'm dealing with one situation now with my brother, but I'm still emotionally dealing with my wife, and I'm emotionally dealing with my my uh, my brother and my wife and the fact that my mother is getting older and my stepfather. There's a lot that's going on in my head. That's why I have to be strong and emotionally fit. And that's why, you know, I, I can't stress over little things or be bothered with little things that don't matter. You know, I was in a chat room on uh, TikTok and we were talking it was uh, women going after men and this and that and how they don't need men so I had this was last month early last month I had a mental breakdown right there on the chat and it was an older brother that was there and he was really he was really helpful because I literally just broke down because I'm hearing this back and forth and I'm saying, how can you women, you, 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 you be this way when I would love to have my wife with me. My wife, and I was telling my wife passed away. And she's like, how can you even think the way you think? You're, you're twisted, warped minds. I said, I would love to see her smile again. I would love to be called babe by her again. 
And I'm hearing all this negative energy. And thank God it was an older brother. He was probably around my age. And he says, man, I admire the fact that you came out and you said or you told your story. And the fact that you are emotional about it shows a lot about you. You know, a man can be emotional. And that don't mean he's soft because he's emotional. Sometimes people like to hold in emotions and as they get older, they hold, they hold in these emotions. Because, you know, a lot of times when you, you, you raise your kids, uh, especially your boys, y'all, you men don't cry. You stop all that crying. And all of a sudden you get up. The next thing you know, as that child gets older, becomes an adult. Next thing you know, that child out there doing God knows what. Next thing you know, say, well, you know what? When a child has emotions, you let them go. I was, you know, raised to the point where you got emotions. Sometimes you let that shit go. You can't sit up there and say, oh, you a man. Stop that crying. You can't do that. Because, see, I, I told this story to a pot, some uh, people on fan base that was in the room once. And we were talking about emotions. Like, uh, they put the topic out, you know, do men cry? And I said, yeah, I do. And I, I wasn't, oh, they, uh, I'm like, no, I do. And the reason why, I'm giving you my truth. And I also told her, I says, does it one, it doesn't make you soft because you cry. I says, it's best to let that shit out. Because you never know, people who hold stuff in may one day take you out of here because of the fact of all these years, all that build up, build up, build up. And the next thing you know, they 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 uh, they, they slipped and they took you out and it could be nothing. But that's why you, you can't be afraid to let your emotions show. Don't put you and make you soft in, in those soft category. It's like when you see these people, they getting ready to get a life sentence and all of a sudden they sit up there hard. As, some of them, not all, hard as hell. And then a lot of time that judge say life, never getting out. And you see them emotions come pouring out. You let your emotions fly because it's emotional. You can't sit up there and always want to play like it's hard, like you, like you hard. And a lot of times, a lot of people who play like they're hard, they're not really hard. But they act like they're hard and can't break and can't break ice. I'm sorry, can't break butter. But that's another podcast and another story. But when you're dealing with depression, it's like, hey, some days you want to do shit. Some days you really don't. In my case, at, in the beginning, more days was like I didn't want to do shit. Than they are now. I, I see a therapist. Yeah, she helps, but she can't help with everything. You know, she can help, but she can't help with everything. I've, I, I talk to people. I get people who check on me, which you know is most appreciative. But it all lies within you, the person, and that's where it lies. It lies with me. That's why I try to make plans every day. Whether or not I, I, I go through with them, I try to make plans so I can actually have something to do. Because uh, pre-retirement, early retirement, even though I'm not quite done yet, but until I go back to work, you know, there's things that you, you, you want to do. That's why I work in the back, my backyard a lot. And, and, and do a lot of yard work and whatnot just to stay busy. 
because you don't want to sit around, sit around and sit around because then you start letting things creep in, your, creep inside your mind. You, you have to try to stay busy. That's why social media, it, it has, I ain't going to lie, it, it has helped, especially the blogging. TikTok has, has really helped. You know, the people show, the people are good people, I'll say that. Of course, you got your idiots. But then again, that's no matter where you go. But it helps. So I, I wanted to drop my state of mind going through this ordeal that I'm dealing with, this, you know, my tragedy and depression. So I, I hope, you know, the people who listen to this understand it's okay. You got to go through. You 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 try to do the best you can when you're going through. A lot of times, you know, people always like to say you should have people around you. Well, maybe, but you're not going to always have people around. When you were in the house, I'm in the house by myself. I'm in the house by myself pretty much for the first time in 36 years where I am being, I consider myself as being by myself. Because for 36 years, I haven't experienced this type of feeling before. And now this is where I am. Of course, we're not talking about family. We're talking about literally being by myself. I'm literally by myself. But I'm dealing with it. See, when you really love your your spouse or you really love someone and they leave you, especially like a spouse or maybe a girlfriend. You, you, you take our Latino brother down there in Texas. He was a young man. His wife was a young woman. I'm not talking about the, 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 the tragedy of the 21 children, the 19, the 19 children that were murdered, brutally murdered. But you take the two teachers, one of the teachers that was uh, murdered, her husband, he couldn't deal with the fact that his wife was gone. And he killed himself. He killed himself because he couldn't deal with not living without her. I never thought of killing myself But I do think of, you know, because we had so much plan. And once those plans go away, now you have to find life in yourself so you could figure it out. You know, what I was, what our plans were, were no more. But I still have to continue on with the plans to live life and still help people as if she were still here because that's what she loved to do. She loved doing was helping people. So I still continue to live life in helping people. And when I can put out something, you know, on the positive end uh, on the podcast, I put it out or go into live chat rooms and, 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 and talk to the people. 
I, I, I do the best I can. You know, when I'm out, I, I try to help as much as I can. If I see people who, you know, struggling, I try to do the best I can because the number one thing is to live life and not give up on it. And I wouldn't give up on it because I still have two children. Even though my children are grown, but still, that brother down there, that was, that's, that in Texas I'm talking about, that was some heavy, heavy grief. In his mindset, I could understand a little, not a lot, but I could understand a little how deep it hurts when your loved one ain't there no more. Everything in our house is based on her. I let her do everything. Why? I, 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 I'm good. I, I, I don't need to have this, 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 and this. God has always blessed me to have this, 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 and this. The house was her baby. And her stuff is still in its place. A lot of it. And I just, I just go on. Time it is not time to just put her stuff out. And I won't do that. So I wanted to give you my tragedy and how your brother is dealing with it. You know, I would hope maybe this podcast could help someone. And I'm pretty sure it, 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 it probably will help somebody, you know. But sometimes we just want to let our people, you know, uh, when you doing these type of platforms, whatnot, something happening, you, know, you want to let your people know. Sometimes, you know, whether or not they care or not, well, you know, you put it out there. If they care, cool. If they don't, well, that's fine, too. Life goes on. I'm putting it out. I'm giving my truth on my depression and where it takes me sometimes. That's what I'm giving you. My truth on my depression. But I thank you all, brothers and sisters, for those of you who will, like I say, check out the podcast. Enjoy your holiday weekend until we talk again. This is your brother saying peace and enjoy. Enjoy.